Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, I'm your host Kyle Lira, and welcome to Red Spotlight number 185. Today uh, is a very special, we have a very special episode for you guys today. Uh, I have mentioned her quite a bit in a few of my podcasts throughout the throughout the show, throughout the years, uh, and uh, I've mentioned her on the Fantasy Fair, I've mentioned her on Red Spotlight Entertainment, I've mentioned her across the board. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the famous Sophia Lira. How are you doing today, Sophia? Hi, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you, you for asking. Um, for those who don't know, Sophia Lira is my sister. I've uh, uh, she's practically my best friend, you know. And we we talk about movies and we have like these like deep conversations that we could talk about anything, and it's uh, and it's pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, um. Uh, I did not get into a bit of her fandom uh, way back then, but I am now, and, and I'm very late. I'm very late. Well, maybe the right time because the movie's coming out. The wrong time. You had no. You had no time to catch up. I did. I watched all five seasons. I know, but it's just it's just not relevant, you know. And you have to wait for like fall till the movie comes out so you can try it. You know? Oh, the movie's coming out in two weeks. Two weeks. Uh huh. So I so I'm like right on schedule. Anyway, we're talking about Steven Universe, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I like to begin every like retrospective episode with uh, with my guests uh, discussing our how we became involved with the fandom in the first place. Um, so Sophia, uh, how did you become involved with Steven Universe, or where did you like fall in love with Steven Universe? Well, Back in 2013, when the show first started and it aired on Cartoon Network, I picked up on the the episode where he's like, "We want to have hot dogs," and from uh-huh. there, I kind of screw this relationship towards that show. I was so obsessed with it. I mean, I drew about it. I I just I just loved it. And then I got my friends into it, and then I eventually tried getting Kyle into it, and that's when he kind of turned me down. But now here he is. And that show has been been around since 2013, so back then I was in third grade. Uh-huh. So from there, I kind of just evolved into this person. And I I believe that Steven Universe actually has influenced my art style. It, it, it definitely has. Like, I see, like, so, like, we're recording in her bedroom, ladies and gentlemen, and I could see some of her artwork, and it's, like, very Rebecca Sugar-esque, you know, so I, I really like that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Um, yeah, that show is actually, it used to be, like, on my mind every day. I would, I remember when Garnet was, like, unfused and the episode that actually came out when Dad had the movie, movie premiere in uh-huh. Inferno. And I remember coming home from Inferno, taking off my heels. I was, like, hopping onto the couch, turning on the TV, watching the recording. I was just so happy and seeing Ruby and Sapphire for the first time just blew my mind. That's the one where uh, That's okay. Cool. That that was a good episode. Um, full disclosure, um, we're gonna have a little bit of a general thoughts about the show uh, before that, and we're gonna pitch the show to someone who hasn't seen it before, and then we'll get into full on spoilers uh, just to give a heads up. That way you could kind of listen to this episode as well um, without even uh, watching uh, watching it. Um, one spoiler was released. We we won't uh, we won't uh, release any more spoilers um, until until the curtain drops. 
I think that this show is amazing. I think it it really displays like this exuberance of like self importance, um, uh, like kind of like ex- self acceptance, like accepting who you are. Uh, uh, like this show is very empathetic, um, and in in a lot of ways, uh, Steven Universe is like Doctor Who. Let me explain. Let me explain. Um, because I think Sophia is groaning right now. She's not like not not like literally groaning, but you could like. You could hear, you could like just see it. She's so disappointed. Um, she, uh, the way it's like Doctor it's Who. It's because of the re-evolving no, new form. It's because no, no, it's not because of that. Because the Doctor, what he does is that instead of fighting people, he 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 sits them down and talks, and you know he just like evaluates and finds like like a a way of peace without war. You know, and I think that that's a good way that that Stephen like brings forth himself and shows a lot of what his character is uh and i think that's really interesting how he like takes everything down like appeal to the humanity within all these like crystal gems and and the uh high elite diamonds and i I think that's really uh really important and special plus the gems are like very very uh very cool well as well um I, re- I i got into a little bit of uh when you were watching it you would show me an episode here and there but i just never really got it until i actually sat down and watched it exactly. uh one weekend uh because like once i start once i finished season one i couldn't stop i could not stop i was just kept on going within the course of a weekend and like the episodes are only like 11 minutes long so yeah so it's it was easy to pass it's easy to pass it but then like you become so invested with these characters especially in like a binge form that you know that i i was not okay after i finished uh change your mind i was not okay i i couldn't like contemplate what i what i just saw it hit me harder because i watched the finale uh, a second time uh, yesterday and I could not stop crying for 30 minutes I mean it was just like this whole whole big thing and it was beautiful I like I, I immediately after I finished the show it immediately landed in the top 10 favorite shows of all time for me um, and that that because like it, it you know you become invested with these characters like Pearl Garnet Amethyst and uh, and even like the the side characters like Lapis Lazuli, Peridot, and all that stuff, and you become invested with like you know the cause. You become invested with Stephen finding out who he is, and I think that's the most important part of it, you know. Um, so yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, now, question: How would you? Okay, I know I I know I failed you. I failed you. But how would you pitch this to a sh- uh, to someone? who hasn't seen the show before to get them involved what do you mean like how would you like say how would you like hook line sink or how would you like get them to watch the show well the first thing that kind of shows like the true colors of the show i would first show them the music and the Mm -hmm. music is what kind of forms the rest of the story and through the music you can easily get them like addicted because how i introduced jenny was through the music i would play on the piano uh-huh. And from there, she started watching the show along with me, and it kind of became a thing because Jenny is our cousin. The music is so like catchy, but it it has some sort of like like 
It's like a calm cadence. Like to a it. calm, yes, like a tone, but just relax everything, and that's what I think. And all the words are written by Rebecca Sugar. Exactly, um, and the, she's a great lyricist. Yeah, but I, I I would show the music first. So the music, and then how would you like tent pull from the music? Like, oh, if you like that, what? How would you uh, go about that? And from there, I would show them one of the one of the newer episodes because I feel like a lot of people got into the show after Garnet's Fusion. I mean, Diffusion and everyone kind of like oh fell in love with that show from there mm-hmm. but i believe that i would if you show them at least like a filler episode not like something like too important that would like kind of spoil it for everything uh-huh. but if you show them like a like a filler episode from there they would get attached to it i mean who knows they can watch the whole thing and that's how you kind of get them into it okay i would get down to watch the pilot the pilot. The pilot episode, yeah. I think I like the pilot's art style a bit more than, than the actual like, show. Yeah. Um, but that was entirely Rebecca. Like it was like and, was different and, artists. And also, again, this is what the primary purpose of a pilot is: is to sell a studio on the idea of your show. You know yeah. that, and the and the crowd went wild after the after they saw that. And here we are with Steven Universe. I mean, it's ran from 2013 on. Yeah. And it's still going. There's a movie coming out on Cartoon Network. Um, and it's it, it's just wonderful. Um, anyway, let's first talk about the, the themes of the show. I mean, what do you think are the most important themes of uh, Steven Universe? Definitely self-love and teaching you how to love yourself, teaching you how to love another the, the, the typical the typical like love yourself you know mm-hmm. and it kind of shows how you can change one person to like some one random person to a completely like important person in your life for example Lars first episode oh, he was Lars just this, had a huge arc yeah and oh by the way we're gonna get into spoilers right now guys and from there he kind of became this superhero and he eventually got along with Sadie, and they're actually my favorite ship of the show. Really? They're the the island episode where they get stuck on the island. Uh huh. Too cute, and I think that if we get a little bit more of that in the movie, I'd be like happy. But what I think Steven Universe is all about, and what it's trying to teach, especially the younger audience, is more about um, sexualities as well, like um, how people love each other, how it's okay to love someone different from you. It's okay to feel that you're not a boy or a girl. It's kind of just do whatever you want, basically. And uh, Rebecca Sugar, like, she was like talking about uh, how like all the fusions are sexless. Yeah. And they're genderless. They just like exist as their own thing, like sugar sugarlight. 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 Opal. All these different, uh, all these different fusions are uh, are genderless, and I like that, like how like they introduce like a non-binary thing. Uh, also, another primary example is Ruby and Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire are like yeah. the the key essential uh, things with with that. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So uh, they they definitely deal with you know self worth. 
Um, I think like empathy is a huge part of it because it's like don't fight with you know with you know with your gauntlet your whip or your your spear you know fight you know with your heart you know and that's what that's what basically saved the day at the end was like uh showing the the love of humanity that steven has that that was able to switch a white diamond and make her into like a, a hybrid and that's what i find like I find so not only the show that I'm in love with, it's Rebecca Sugar's art. Mm-hmm. Um, like going on Tumblr, Instagram, seeing her art and she like posts. It's this sort of natural, like gamey, but like like I don't know how to explain it, but it's just so like elegant, but at the same time it's so like grainy and like cartoony. edgy. Not cartoony. Cause she does like a lot of realism. And when she does, it's like like legit that's too much and the her style has kind of not only influenced like the show or other mm. shows on Cartoon Network but it actually has influenced a lot of artists um everywhere and you can see how some artists have been like so inspired by her and from there they kind of had this total look and she kind of broke through the anime style before 2012 everyone was drawing anime but rebecca kind of just changed everyone's mind and mm-hmm. they everyone everyone had like a different and everyone kind of just evolved from there and that's what i also and that's what's uh, so cool about that i mean you, you could clearly see like her early influences when she did like lowbrow uh pulp fictions and i think that was really cool she because did what? pulp fictions uh, oh. okay it's not the it's not the movie i know i know, I know, I know. Um, the Pulp Fictions are like, the Pulp Fictions are like, uh, are like cheaply made, uh, uh, comics or stories and that's what, that's what they would be. Uh, and I think that you could definitely see what that, and, and seeing her like improve as an artist also, also she's very hands on with a lot of the stuff. Like she's, she's all over the place. Like, cause uh, according to her, like they did like eight episodes at once. They were like working on eight episodes of you know at once, yeah. and she would be like you know oh if she's not like in the storyboard room, she's like you know in the recording booth and everything like that. She's constantly hopping and all that stuff, and it's it, I think that because a lot of creators like they just like make the first ep- like couple of episodes and then drop off the face of the earth until like you know until the occasional finale, and that that's what would happen. But no, she's very hands on with with uh with what she does and you could definitely see that whole thing um what is your favorite uh character developments that have uh happened throughout the show uh, um of all of them not lars but or steven i don't know i think amethyst 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 has the most this touching story because she's the she's the runt she's kind of yeah the run of litter and everyone kind of just like dissed on her because she was made on Earth and everyone else was on space. But from there, she taught Steven like, oh, she kind of related to him. And when those like episodes where they started fighting, mm-hmm. they started getting along, they started getting closer. And that's kind of also why what's well, like, Smoky Quartz was their first region because he she taught him how to love. And out of all the crystal gems. Like, yeah. uh, smoky quartz was a thing. Um, it wasn't like you'd expect it 
to be Pearl and Steven's first fusion because Pearl is like the smartest, you know? I I wouldn't think of that. I would just think because like Pearl is so motherly. Yeah. I think I would think that that was the reason why uh, Steven would fuse with Pearl. Um, but no, it was actually the underdog, uh, Amethyst. And they're both kind of underdogs because he uh, Steven was not supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, and he's like some sort of weird hybrid that was like the first time um because like it, it began with like garnet because she was like everybody's like whoa a fusion with between gems that's not supposed to happen kind yeah of thing. and that's what that's what happened and then it it furthered the 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 evolutionary chain where it was steven and he was a human human uh, human gem hybrid and also it was insane like my mouth was dragging on the floor because i found out that steven was royalty yeah i didn't see that coming like i thought like instead of like rose quartz that that that, uh did that i thought it was pearl yeah um and everyone would be like oh she's white diamonds pearl and that's how she was like stuck on for a little bit i thought yellow diamond was gonna be the big bad of the series um oh yeah and i thought that she killed uh rose quartz not rose quartz uh pink diamond just uh just so they could have a reason to fight rose quartz but for me i i feel like the the biggest like thing in the show is how bigger the villains get first it was paired on jasper and you expect oh they're gonna be the bad guys of the show no there's someone bigger than that yellow diamond and you're like oh my gosh okay she's the villain and then blue diamond comes along and you're like okay they're the villain and then White Diamond finally shows up, and she's the villain. Emerald, everyone else kind of just hops onto this chain of unexpected villains, you know? And they yeah. just get bigger and bigger. And it's kind of like... Uh, and that's what makes us, like, scared about Morganite? Is that the villain? Mm-hmm. That's what makes everyone scared about Morganite, because we don't know how big she is, because someone bigger than White Diamond better be someone really damn important to space and to homeworld. And the fact that they got like this robot thing, robot arms kind of, kind of thing, it's, it's kind, kind of, of kind of parody. Kind of, it doesn't just show what what like they're limited to, but it kind of like shows that you don't have to be that like that big to be like important. Like she can actually be like really deadly. And we don't know that. Mm-hmm. I like, it's very interesting because like we thought like you know white diamond and all this stuff. Also, one can make the argument that one could just stop watching Steven Universe after season five because that's a complete story. Yeah. Um, and also the way it finishes, you know, I think that once you finish season five, you could just drop off. And know, is the movie coming the movie. out in Cartoon Network or like movie? Yeah, it's dropping off uh, in Cartoon Network. Um, September second is when it's coming. When it comes out. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I think that it's really interesting, like going into like the the monarchy and like knowing that because like if you look at all the all the gems, like they it's kind of like a kind of family squabble between everybody. And to know that you know the diamonds, the reason the 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 feeling of their like anguish is because they're a broken family i think that's really fascinating yeah that it's just like it's just family dysfunction and just like trying to find the heart and and love and soul of these different families is what really brought it all together and i think that that's really important especially if you know 
for children who have broken families how they could like find find the peace within that and to find like like relate relatable you know what's the biggest theory for saving the universe like what's your big big theory what do you mean like, do you have like a theory behind Steven Universe and why everything is everything? I don't really have a theory. Okay, here's the thing. I stopped giving a shit about fan theories or like developing fan theories on my own mm-hmm. uh, after The Last Jedi. Here, Because uh, here's why. Because The Last Jedi was like a smorgasbord of like everybody pissing uh you know being pissed off because their fan theory didn't come true and all that stuff yeah and i i it, it just kind of like it kind of ruined the fun for me so i i never like delved into fan theories no know, for me that. like not fan theory it was this one thing me and my friend were messing around and we we're talking about theories of seeing universe mm-hmm. and for me the theory i forgot it was like something like so basically steven steven um was like born into this like hippie like area and like all the gems are like hippies basically okay like, they're just like regular people but they're like you know how hippies are into like gems and stuff like hence the crystal gems and basically everyone's like a hippie and so was greg and basically rose quartz was an undercover cop trying to bust them but then fell in love with greg and from there um rose quartz like dies and the reason why pearl didn't like trust rose quartz was because like oh like wait no i forgot it was because like because rose was like a cop or something mm-hmm. and i guess like they yeah everyone's just like a hippie now and like steven becomes barely finds out that his mom's a cop and everything they're doing is like illegal and stuff and like everyone is just like like they could he could possibly put his family in danger because everyone's illegal and basically like all the ba- bad guys are just like white diamond yellow diamond I like that could cops. be like symbols for like cops and stuff you know and i thought about this like back in like sixth grade so so you're saying like there's like kind of like an immigration uh something kind, like kind that, of thing like, gypsy gypsy culture like going voodoo, on with, yeah. with the gems i could definitely see that like, like yeah and them doing like like magic and instead of steven being so scared about everyone like oh my gosh like i'm gonna get taken away by the cops and stuff mm-hmm. instead of that he could just be like imagining oh we are the crystal gems and just happiness you know i just a, here, here's a thing that i compared it to uh between different storylines i get because there's a there's a quote out there that says you know Every single story has ever, has uh, has been told. You know, it's just like six variations of the same story. Um, I think Steven Universe is very similar to another story that I really like, and it's and it's Harry Potter. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say Star Wars. No, it's very similar to Harry. I mean, the only thing similar to Star Wars is space, but that's it. It's where it draws a line. There's a little Star Trek in there when it comes to Lars's story. Yeah. But uh, but it's not really Star Wars. Like the design of the of the interior of the ship and everything is very close to Star uh, Star Trek. But I think it's over overlining with uh, with Harry Potter because here's the thing that happens in Harry Potter that is uh, similar that everybody lies. Everybody lies to uh, to Harry, you know. Yeah. 
everybody's everybody keeps on coddling him because they know that he has a greater destiny and nevertheless they like try to like retain that thing because of all that burden that's on his shoulder but in inadvertently they're kind of harming him as well yeah you know and that's what they that's what kind of happens with uh with steven universe is that they're constantly lying to steven yeah like pearl fucking pearl she held like the biggest secret that rose quartz was pink diamond yeah i like what she the had fuck? to stay silent she she stayed silent throughout all those years without telling anybody and she not only like uh, uh that's how loyal she was also she, she's kind of like the snape of the of the harry potter world of the of the steven universe world yeah. here here's why uh for those who uh won't put two to two together she uh she loved rose quartz which could be like snape and lily but then she fell in love with another man um uh and the other man is uh is greg and greg universe and that's why i found that very that dynamic really uh really because she's always like motherly and all that stuff to steven and greg's you know the the dad the dad of the thing so it's like very interesting how that you know it goes together um yeah i think that is really cool also like lgbt uh representation is really uh really key important as well brought brought up a lot of people too yeah and i think uh, i think it's really cool like uh, for example for years she's been trying to do the the ruby sapphire marriage episode mm -hmm. and because uh she was trying to fight tooth and nail for that episode to happen because like you know obviously we live in a very uh conservative forward country mm -hmm. and it's like very hard to like show that you know to especially you know and it's banned in a couple of countries that episode because of that reason uh, and it's really interesting how like she she tried to fight tooth and nail for that episode specifically because like it's one of the overlining messages of like love and everything like that. And uh, is very interesting. I mean, what else have you picked up on like of, like LGBT representation? Uh, a little bit of Prometheus. I mean, they kind of hinted that in a few episodes, but other than that, they kind of like brushed it off after a while. They did that. They did that, and hmm, I can't think of it because Lapidot isn't really confirmed. It's kind of just teased. Like right now, so you can't really. Like right now, all we see is like they're just like roommates. Yeah. Who live in a barn? There's nothing else about that. Um. So it's Ruby and Sapphire, and the, I. It's a lot. But you, I just can't name it. Definitely with Pearl and Rose. Oh yeah. Like at least at least one and way. And Pearl and the mystery girl. Yeah, who looked like Rose. Oh, I, like, yeah. I was like, I was telling, uh, uh, I was telling my brother, I was like, well, Pearl has a type. <sighs> um, yeah. Did they? Did they? Did that wind up? Uh, they just dropped off that storyline. Like, I off think the they're face gonna bring the it. Earth. They're gonna bring it back in the movie for sure. The movie, like, oh, that's who she's been hanging out with on Earth. Yeah. Uh, the Rose Rose lookalike. Yeah. Um, little weird. I find it a little weird. Um, this is practically Steven from a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think that 
their dynamic is really interesting and, and stuff like that. Um, what about Rebecca Sugar do you, do you find brilliant or not? Um, the storyline practically is just well thought out. Mm-hmm. And because of that, just like everything about it's so well made and well put together. Uh-huh. I'd say, but yeah, I find I find how Rebecca Sugar had the time to put all this together, just put it one piece perfectly. Yeah, I think Rebecca Sugar like. And this is a credit to the to her writing and the way that she framed the show. I can't pick one flaw out of the show. Really? Really? Yeah. Because like even with the filler episodes, I'm not like pissed because like I hate filler episodes. I hate it with the passion. With like the beach people. With the beach people. With the with the people of Beach City. But again, it's like just showing like his connection to Earth. Yeah. And like that's not really filler. Yeah. That's like that's just like character development. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really interesting. Like, cause like he's just showing like you know, oh, this is like his connection with Earth. This is the future stuff. This is how he's like gonna ha- handle that. This is how he's gonna uh, connect with this, especially when he's dealing with the with Sadie and Lars. Like those, oh, yeah. like those stories are very uh, detrimental, and that's why I think like you know that uh, also that that storyline is like one of like the I, I guess like the E plot. I guess of the of the of the of the story, because like Lars turns out, you know, he starts off like a total dick. He's like, yeah. he's kind of like a Steve Harrington of the story. Yeah. Like he's a complete dick, but then he like becomes like the hero in the end. Yeah, kind of thing, and that's what Steve is too. You know, except except Steven doesn't. Uh, Steve uh, Harrington doesn't get the girl at the end. True. Unfortunately, he will next season. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, Dustin has a has someone. I mean. Um, Lucas. Lucas. I mean, Will doesn't. Will doesn't. Yeah, but is Will gay? I do. Because remember, he... remember that one episode when he was like, "It's not my fault you don't like girls," and he was like, "That kind." I of... mean, maybe, maybe they're hinting at something, but I don't know. That's a different podcast. We could talk about Stranger Things on another podcast. Um, but yeah, he, he's like a total Steve Harrington. He's like a complete asshole, dick, and you know, and uh, Sadie, you know, she she's like you know, a sweet girl, a sweet girl, you know, who just so happens to like kind of have like like a crush on uh, on Lars. That Lars is like very like, a, and when he made the ube cake. Oh yeah, I, I remember I was watching that in front of my parents, and they they noticed it and they started laughing. Like, oh, that's a Yeah. Also, oh, oh, another thing I wanted to mention. The diversity. In the cast. In the casting is so good. Like, I like this is diversity done right. And, like, it serves uh, a purpose. Like, the majority of, like, the primary cast is Asian. Yeah. I love that. Jennifer Paz. Didi. Didi Magno. Michaela Dietz. Um, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Cabrera, Shelby Cabrera, uh, Paradot. I think they're great. Estelle, Estelle is uh, great too. She's uh, another addition to the. Uh, also, the voice of Lars is Asian, yeah, as well. And I think that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, with 
Rebecca's thing, and also I think that that the the cast diversity was another added thing to her uh, to her thing. Um, yeah, are you excited for the movie? Um, I'm kind of like yeah, I'm excited. I'm not like flipping off the chain, screaming, but I'm excited. There's nothing like because the last time I was, I was in Steven Universe, like seventh grade. That's when it last like had its few moments with me. Uh-huh. Eventually, like sometimes I I rewatch an episode or two, I laugh, and then I just go back to Family Guy. But oh I I think I'm not too excited, but because um, I'm I'm like a long time fan, I, I would expect myself to be oh my gosh I'm so excited. But I because normally with like Steven Universe, I'm never excited about the episode. But once I watch it, it just blows my mind, and that's what I think about when I want when I'm gonna watch the movie. Mm-hmm. So because of that, yeah, it's gonna blow my mind. I believe it's it's cool. I hope so too. I I want to know about these about this new species. Um, and this new species I think is gonna of a diamond. I think are they diamonds? Uh, Steven. No, the new uh, the new enemy. I'm not sure. Probably not. No. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about music. I. I. This is one of the things that I'm like really like passionate about because like I fell in love with the music and the songs like throughout the whole entire thing. Um. What are some of your your favorite uh, favorite jams? Oh, definitely. It's over, isn't it? Um. Something entirely new with Ruby and Sapphire. Uh huh. Peace and love on the planet Earth. Um. Let me think. What that song Sadie was singing? I can't help it if I make a scene. That one. You know who sang that? Who? Olivia Olson. You know who she is? You might know her as. Marceline, the vampire. Oh, yeah, she sang that song. Wait, Sadie didn't sing it. No, the the version that she's listening to oh. is sung by Marceline, the vampire from Adventure Time. I find that really cool. I like that intermingling. Um, intermingled. Speaking of mingling, stronger than you. Oh yeah, that's a good song. By Garnet. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, I like Tower of Mistakes. Yeah, that was a good that song. That Amethyst sings. Uh, Here Comes a Thought is very emotional. Oh, yeah. That song made me cry when I first heard it. Oh, the ending song. Oh, yeah. Love Like You. Love Like You. Um, I like uh, the song that he sings at the finale, uh, Change Your Mind. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I love how like very like Disney villainy. This song sounds. What's the use of feeling blue? Oh yeah! Like it sounds like such a classic Disney villain song that I can't like help like. What's the use of feeling blue? Yeah. And uh, it's like kind of like Ursula mixed with shiny, mixed with you know just these these different things. Also, uh, Dee Dee's uh, harmonies in the background. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, be- that's beautiful. Um, I think the theme song is also worth mentioning because it's like. Uh, the full version of the theme song like you know when it starts with when you're evil and you're on the rocks I think it starts off really good um I'm a sucker for country 
So I love so Ruby Rude Island. It's oh, a, Ruby's the cutest. She's my favorite. Uh, she she's uh, she's amazing. Uh, I think like there's not one character I could pick out that I'm like I hate this character or I don't like it. You know because they're all they all serve a purpose and they're all like they're all well written. Yeah. You know I would say Ronaldo and Kevin, but like they're they're meant to be kind of idiotic and. Partially yeah, douchey kind I of thing. Kevin. Yeah, he's just like, and it, and it turns out like you know, there's hints that he he was broken hearted once. Yeah. And that's the reason why he's the way he is. I mean, it's no excuse, but that's just the reason why. I think that's a good thing. Um. Yeah. Anything? Anything else you'd like to talk about? Let's see. I'm not sure. I think uh, this show. Is definitely worth watching. Um, I could go into more about it, but again, I only have I've been in the fandom for like a week, <laughs> um, and it is like I started watching. You know what? Today is like the day I started watching it. What do you mean? Today is the day I started watching it like consistently. Oh, like the, today was the uh, uh, marks a week. And I think it's really cool. I mean, I'm already starting to draw the freaking characters. I mean, what the hell? Oh, I used to do that the whole day. I haven't drawn in like ages, and the this show has like inspired me. Um, and it's beautiful. I I love it. Would you see a live action version of Steven Universe? I'd be totally weirded out, but I would give it a try. It'd be it'd be kind of hard because it'd be like. like Cats. Yeah, kind of like that. Because everyone has a different colored skin. Uh huh. Green, pink, and nowadays people use like CGI to do that. Yeah, I I like if they wind up doing that because because like, it had if it had like a Guardians feel to it where they Gamora, Drax, they had um, the painting. Maybe get the costume designers. Costume from, designers, of course. All right. Ooh, James Gunn. No, wait, no. I would. I. I don't want James Gunn to direct it. I want Rebecca Sugar to direct it. I don't know. Well, who would you? Maybe Rebecca Sugar write the story, and then James Gunn direct. Yeah, I gotta see that. I mean, I would choose someone different, not James Gunn, normally because James Gunn is more of a kind of edgier person. Edgier. He's not really good with the elegance. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not really good with the elegance. Mm. Who would you put like with the like you know with an elegant kind of tone? Oh, what's the guy that made the Island of Dogs? Oh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. I, I think. You think he do a good? Because you know how his movies are. He's like, very, he's very quirky. He he's very quirky. And that's Steven Universe, very quirky, but with the with the style. aesthetic. His aesthetic is like very. Like dog, like a not dog, like a dollhouse. Yeah, and that would be your set. You and know? that's perfect for Homeworld. Yeah, Homeworld, and it's very uh, also the the politics behind uh, behind Homeworld was kind of cool too. Like it's just like four people, and that's it. They all had their different things. One wanted to try new things, and that's what pissed off all the other gems, uh, mm-hmm. diamonds. That's cool. Um, 
Also, the scene uh, worth mentioning, uh, animator James Baxter uh, worked on the scene where uh, oh yeah where uh, where Stephen reunites with his uh, oh, with his jam. Oh, them blew up. Yeah, I also, remember that. I I noticed like the frames were a lot different. I know. I was watching and he he just like everything fluid. was just smooth. And yeah, I, I was, was like, like like what the heck? Like it kind of it was jarring. Yeah, it was jarring. And I'm like, oh, it's James Baxter. For those who don't know who James Baxter is, um, James Baxter was the primary animator for Ariel, uh, primary a- a- animator for uh, for uh, uh, Rafiki in The Lion King. And he, he was uh, heavily featured, not heavily featured, but he was a character in uh, Adventure in Time. Adventure Time. Yeah. And uh, also, another thing of worth noting, the stampede scene. When you see him first, uh, when you see the stampede first going down, he was part of the team that developed that scene. So I think that's incredible, and that work is beyond uh, beyond beautiful. Also, he did a work for How to Train Your Dragon, How to Train Your Dragon movie. So I think that's uh, that's cool. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. I think this show is just downright gorgeous. It's just downright gorgeous to look at. I can't... Yeah. I can't think of any flaws. Can you? Mm. Now when I think about it, no. I, I did personally, I would feel a few flaws in the, the show sometimes, but not anymore. Like, uh... I feel like sometimes... Like the animators, it it feel too lazy, and like that's why some of them wonky. Not in the beginning of the season, because all that was Rebecca, and a lot of people hate like the beginning season uh-huh. how it looked. I actually like the beginning of the season more, like looks, because everything felt more natural to Rebecca's style, mm-hmm. and now everything has been like more influenced by other everyone it, else. Like it, it definitely like shows like there's like more episodes where. Uh, where Steven is a little bit more plumpier. Yeah. Um, and it would be like depending on who's like storyboarding that that thing. Also this the the thing, like they never they never write the script. They just storyboard and see where the story goes. Like they have an overlining story like already developed, but like how they get there is all like improv kinda. And I think that's fascinating too. Um any any characters you don't like? Um, I have a question. I have a question for you. What is it about uh, Connie you didn't originally like? Because I, I didn't really hate her, but she kind of felt a little too controlling with Steven. I mean, yeah, it was her first friend and all, but she kind of just felt like she was too much. She was doing too much to him. Kind of felt, you know, and the fact how easily she kind of just slipped under Pearl's word, like, oh, I don't matter. I'm Steven's like. Um, Steven's guard and everything yeah. doesn't matter that kind of and I also find it a little I don't it doesn't really matter because it's part of the story but I also find it a little weird how easily Connie was allowed to go to, go in space yeah. mostly I think it's because Connie's parents didn't really care or know uh-huh. what they were actually talking about but like the sword training it would like make sense for her parents to be scared but when it came to like space, it was like you know what, they're being stupid. A, a space travel, especially going to home world. Yeah, like that—that that was dangerous shit. And I know, and imagine like the air pressure; it would be so different there. It's gonna be like impossible for her to be there. 
I guess, and also like it, biologically, eternally, um, humans and gems are not the same. Yeah. Because like they like for example, they can breathe underwater. They can breathe underwater. They don't need to eat. They don't need to sleep. They don't need to sleep. Yeah, it's kind of kind of heartwarming yet kind of creepy that uh, that Pearl watches Steven sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. She's like I. Uh, I sometimes watch you sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, the thing that I notice is like you know the cast is exactly like their characters. Yeah. Like Michaela, she's very much like Amethyst. Uh, uh, Estelle, she's like she has one-liners, yeah. and that's like all that you know that Garnet is. Um, Pearl, she's very motherly, like Dee Dee, and it's like it's kind of cool that they cast it. Also, their voices are like themselves so they don't have to like you know big job security yeah, they don't have to like change it up yeah because they already have the established thing um yeah see universe i think it's great i think it's great i, I think everyone should at least have a go with steven universe um probably i i haven't finished adventure time i started watching the first two seasons as much as lovable steam universe is i do feel like it's super easy to turn your back on it uh how so i don't know like if somebody brings up a flaw in steven universe you, you notice it as well and from there it's like well i do notice that yeah i think it's easy to hate as well as much as it's easy to love it i mean i i, I was immediately pissed with the show because like uh there's like Whoa, it's a stupid show about it a kid with a diamond on his belly button. Yeah. You know, and I thought I thought that's all it was. You know, kind of cringy, kind of like Clarence, like Uncle Grandpa, Uncle Grandpa. Oh my Uncle. God! When I got to that episode, say Uncle, I flipped my shit. But I think Clarence actually got better throughout the series, and then they had to cancel it. Because no one was watching it. Yeah, but the series got better. The adults acted like adults. The humor was funnier. Uh-huh. Everything felt more. And there's also a. I think there's a gay couple in that show too. I hear uh, We Bear Bears is. Oh, amazing. I haven't finished watching it, but that show's super good. It's heartwarming, it's cute, it's funny, it's everything. Um, Bobby Moynihan from SNL is it. How would you. Uh, how would you. Would you recommend me watch like something like The Adventure Time or. Like, yeah, like I mean, if you like Steven Universe's more cartoony side, I suggest you watch like OKKO. If you like its more elegant side, you watch um, Adventure Time. If you like its heartwarming side, you watch We Bear Bears. If you like its edgier side, you watch Amazing World of Gumball. And there's like like a direction. Like it intermingles with yeah. the other shows. Um, but yeah, the Say Uncle episode. Like, uh, apparently, like, this is a heartwarming story as well, because, like, Rebecca Sugar felt bad for the show for, like, getting it. It's, like, uh, the bad rap that it has. Yeah. And she was like, you know, come on. Come on. Let's let's, let's play around with it. Do something with it. Let's do know? something with it. Yeah. And I, I think that's, like, it shows, like, a lot of... Uh, and I don't understand why a bunch of people hate Uncle Grandpa. I mean... If you really think about it, the show is literally what shows were in the 90s. Silly, cartoony, disgusting, the toilet humor, it's all the same. Giant realistic flying tiger. 
just because just because it's a little newer and the colors are more neon doesn't mean that you have to necessarily hate it because you practically grew up with the same sort of ingredients like like okay while while the the storytelling and like the character elements of Rugrats is like is uh is uh, elegant and all that stuff shit ton of potty humor yeah and shit ton of potty humor but I guess it's like what you do with the potty humor. And it's it's a kids show. It's made for kids. You shouldn't really like dump on the show because it's cringy. It's it's for kids. You're not gonna expect more from it. That's the reason why people love Steven Universe. It's because it attracts all ages. And for Uncle Grandpa, Teen Titans Go, um, Clarence, those shows were for younger audiences. And that's kind of why a bunch of older people go out and make like. 30 minute interviews on why they hate um Teen Titans Go. It's oh, like the rant videos. Like it's Teen Titans Go. It's a kid it's a kid show. Like why are you trashing on a show that's the, not made for I you? I think this is I think this is why because like uh cuz they they shorthanded Teen Titans, the original Teen Titans when it was on air. And not only and that everybody kind of just relating to to this generation too. So there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean Teen Titans did with with the older generation because the older generation they liked anime they like pizza same thing just different styles that's all that's all that a teen I mean, teenage mutant ninja turtles was there's there's a minus like there's not a lot of action in teen titans go but there's still action and that's kind of like kids are starting to watch stuff like the powerpuff girls and at first i never liked the powerpuff girls because of how i mean the the newer powerpuff girls is because how different it was but i learned to accept that this is what girls are liking, and girls still watch it. They still make episodes, I believe. And yeah, so there shouldn't really be a reason besides you, your nostalgia being crushed by some something newer. So you think like all these people who are like bashing all these different cartoons, just because or, it's or just something it's that like, they're not used it's to, not it's not in the forte of the of their nostalgia. Yeah, and what was I gonna say? It's like me hating. Me hating Game of Thrones. I've personally never seen it. Uh-huh. It's not made for me. That doesn't allow me to go out and hate on it. I say this as I say, like, all the actors and the actors' girlfriends. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate them. It's normally a joke. I don't care. But the same thing with Game of Thrones, similar to that. I'm not allowed to hate it because I haven't seen it personally and it's not made for me. I'm not saying just because it isn't made for me. I shouldn't hate on it because it could be a show that I don't like personally. But yeah, I I believe that you shouldn't hate on something that wasn't made for you, and especially something that you haven't really caught up on. You know. Right. Okay. Um. What do you What do you recommend to me next? After mm. After I've like. Indulged in Steven Universe well, for like I'm not on, of time. I'm not on TV shows right now. I'm on movies, and I'm I'm following Quentin Tarantino's movies right now. Right. So I can't even think about The Office was good. I don't know if you're gonna spend your time watching that. Because here's the thing with The Office: you grew up with it. Everyone around in school talked about talked it. about it, like about like Jim and Pam, their relationship, uh, uh, Kevin dumping the chili. You yeah. know, I like that. That's always been in the like the zeitgeist sort of like everything, like because everybody talked about it. Um, everybody talked about the finale. Hell, I saw the finale, um, even think- though even though I didn't see any other episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I kind of like 
like I kind of watch the show without even watching it kind of thing yeah so I can't really go into it like Parks and Rec I didn't watch anything like that and that's why I was able to get into that um I think you should yeah and I watched like TV shows now I've kind of gotten lazier with TV shows and kind of gone more into movies and that's kind of like the wrong timing because you're so into movies and I was into TV shows but now I kind of get lazy and I'm not really into like watching something new so I just flip Family Guy on. No, I'm into Family Guy actually makes me laugh so. Now I'm into the newer Family Guy, right? Newer Family Guy, yeah. Versus older. Past season seven. And it's quite funny how like the, the, the hats have changed between uh, Simpsons and uh, and uh, Family yeah, Guy too. Simpsons older episodes are funny, original, and then now they get so political. Yeah, with, with like, and they don't even like know why they're being political. They're just being political for the sake like, of being political. They're just sucking all the life out of social media. And what the problem with that is that um, they they're doing that, and while they're making the episode. There's an there's an older meme, and then right when it comes out, that happens. Like for example, they made an episode and they referenced Frozen, but that movie was made like a year ago when they did that reference. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, eh. so it was like with Family Guy. The reason why um their little Avengers Infinity War reference was funny was because there's two movies coming out, and what I liked it. He was like, oh, so. Thanos got the soul soul, right? And he was like, yep. And then they just start disappearing. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I this is where I think that, you know, they they make these like these uh these far reaches into like pop culture is I think Simpsons does it just to reference pop culture versus family guy i think they're evolving what they what they do is like you know because right now the big the big talk right now and you could see you know from the box office that avengers is like the number one highest grossing film of all time yeah and like it's avengers is always going to be around frozen until we get to november when frozen 2 comes out um it's not going to be relevant yeah you know um, I don't think it's even going to cross a billion dollars, but who knows? Really? Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, according, uh, I don't know if you're like into this, but like they talked about like Bob Iger to his like stockholders. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said that six movies were guaranteed to cross a billion dollars this year. And that was, uh, what is it? Frozen 2, Toy Story 4. That weren't gonna cross. That were. Oh. That are gonna cross it. Frozen Two, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Lion King, Toy Story Four. Right now, six have already crossed. Not yeah. six, but a couple. Um, the surprise hit that crossed a billion was Aladdin. Yeah. That's insane. Um, but. The foreign market loves uh, Will Smith, so yeah. Yeah. Um, final thoughts uh, on Steven Universe and cartoons and all that stuff, or no? No. No? Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been my sister Sophia. Um, 
I would like to have you on again. I think that was really fun. Uh, um, so yeah, you could check us out everywhere on uh, on Wushka and wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you could check out stuff on the Fantasy Fair. You could check out stuff here on Red Spot Entertainment. Uh, you could check us out with uh, further projects coming up. So stay tuned. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm Kyle Lira, and stay under the spotlight, people. Bye.